Welcome to episode 60 of the Men Who Save Football, the Dundalk FC fancast. We're reacting to a kind of momentous, great night for Dundalk FC. Victory away in Europe, in Tallinn, to send us through to the next round against Vitesse Arnhem. A great result, big payday for the club, brilliant team performance. Guys, that was a well-deserved win, was it not? Uh, absolutely. Uh, magical in, in multiple ways. Like, first of all, the away win to win the tie, to progress, to get the money, all that stuff is amazing. Last-minute winner, I presume we'll talk about that. But it was also a great performance. Other than some patches, I think, in the second half, um, a really, really, really good performance uh, across the field. Some really standout performances from players. Loads of stuff we've wanted to see. Loads of link-up play, some triangles, uh, and uh, some great passing um, and a fully deserved, I think, uh, uh, victory. Um, I'm sure we'll, sure we'll start getting into details of it, but I just think, especially in the first half, I was really impressed by our midfield play, uh, Stanton, Patching and McElhaney. It was just delightful to watch them, I think, pinging balls around the place to each other. Um, I thought, look, we really composed, apart from the fact, obviously, then, that we shipped... Uh, Again, this just Achilles heel of giving away stupid goals. I think I don't. I mean, I know it was a good shot and all that kind of stuff, but I just don't think uh, he should have got the, the shot in. I mean, that player, as uh, his name escapes me now, had a great evening. Aguirre. Yeah, he he terrorised us um, for a lot of the game, and he took the goal well. But I don't think we should have given him that chance. But other than that, I think they didn't really trouble us too much. Um, Although I'm starting to get this kind of misty, kind of looking back on the whole game and magically that it was a thing. But overall, it was a really good performance. Um, I don't think anyone can deny that, you know, we deserve to go through. Uh, thankfully, didn't go to extra time and penalties. Um, and a bit of drama at the end, you know. Uh, kind of, you know, in hindsight, you can say it added to it because it was just what an incredible way to end it. Um, second half, I don't think we were that great. And I think they, they were a bit more composed in the second half, the spells of it. But the first half, definitely, I just thought uh, we were re really nice to watch. Now, I will say a few things. Again, I, I need to maybe throw water on myself uh, because it was just so, just the end was so good. But I think the, um, we were lacking something in the final third, as per usual. Same at last week in Tala. I think we were doing some really nice stuff in midfield. And I was talking to Killian Walsh, and just before the goal, he was saying to me, it's just that one killer pass. We're missing that one killer pass, which is going to unlock. And then our goal, I just thought, was just a string. And interestingly, it didn't directly involve, you know, the finish thing didn't directly involve Stanton, Patching, or um, McElhaney. But then it was like uh, Leahy and, was it Kelly uh, out on the left? And then they swung it in. And then Sluggett's pass was the pass we were waiting for that thing to unlock. And then Davy Mack took the goal like only he can, just beautiful, like the, the, the passing play, real team effort um, uh, to come back. And uh, yeah, I thought the first half was really good, second half not so great, but then it ended absolutely magically. Yeah, I, I think I was really worried that it was going to turn into be one of those frustrating nights because, you know, we played so well, as you pointed out, uh, Sluggett, McElhaney, um, and, uh, you know, some of the others in the midfield were having an absolute stormer. And 
I think what's really great about this team is they've got so much European experience at this stage. Like there was no panic. Uh, there was plenty of time that we took the game to Lavadia. Uh, didn't look, uh, what would you say, intimidated about being away from home. Didn't panic when we went to goal down either. Um, but I thought what was going to frustrate me the most was that we played all our best football in this tie when we were behind. Uh, like when we, we went behind in Tala, uh, started playing really well and got back on level terms very quickly. Um, and tonight, again, like when we went behind, played really well, like made several really good chances. That shot that Sam Stanton had, I thought was going to break the crossbar when it went off. Uh, and uh, that was really unlucky. So, you know, like I say, really tremendous, I think, courage from the team and composure and everything like that. But, you know, as you said, there were some like really frustrating downsides, like our inability in the final third to, you know, either get good quality balls into the box or find that pass to unlock the defense. Uh, like even... Uh, Aguirre's goal like we can't say we weren't warned about him because you know he did the exact same thing in Tala uh, same thing happened again tonight Yurkovskis got the wrong side like gave him room to amble forward um, and they put one in the back of the net so you know I, I thought we were on course for a frustrating evening like that but really pulled it out of the bag um, I think honestly there were two very even teams like I, I could definitely see that have, having gone to extra time and penalties um, but I think you know crack and finish by Will Patching the right place at the right time and uh, on we go to the Netherlands we're probably all high on the emotion of the great result that it was of course it probably could have been very different uh, there was fine enough margins between the two sides although both sides you know did we I think we displayed some really good qualities we also perhaps revealed a few fragilities over the two legs um after a bright start, and we talked about this new look Dundalk midfield, you know, ever since Chris Shields has left the club, it has opened up an opportunity. And for me, Sam Stanton has really taken that opportunity. I thought he was one of many good performances tonight. If we look through the team, I thought Andy Boyle had a really commanding presence at the back. Very, very competitive. He, um, he made several really important tackles. We, given the penalty that was given against us against Legia Warsaw, I suppose we were a little bit fortunate tonight in that, yeah, there was a claim for a penalty from Lavadia. It did strike his arm close to his body, and it would have been very severe if it was given, but I think an even more severe one was given to, Lev uh, to uh, Legia Warsaw uh, in Lansdowne Road when we played them there. So we perhaps got a little bit lucky, but I thought Andy's game was really top-notch, very commanding very strong figure, and he helped galvanize that defense. I thought Daryl Leahy had another solid game. He's continuing to prove uh, a lot of his doubters wrong. And uh, generally speaking, our, our defense, it wasn't really all that troubled. Now, it was a little bit disappointing after, you know, quite a confident start to concede an almost carbon copy goal to what we had, you know, a breakdown their left-hand side. Ernest Aguirre, you know, from the edge of the box, taking a pretty speculative shot which I think Alicia probably should have done better with. You know, you'd be looking for your keeper to just pan that over, perhaps. Um, but having been rocked back, I thought we then went on to dominate the the first half. And we talked a little bit about, you know, the, the technical capability of our midfielders. I thought European football, it usually brings the best out of Patrick McElhenney. And I think since he's moved more centrally and he's playing a little deeper, it suits him so much better. Because he's a more mature player now. He may not have the lightning pace that he would have had in the past, but he's such a naturally gifted footballer that I thought, you know, he was really, really good tonight in 
uh, you know, running, ranging across the pitch, looking for opportunities to pass it forward and linking up with Stanton and Patching and the three of them together. They're so naturally gifted on the ball that they really do form this potent sort of triangle of really creative interchanging midfielders. It's a very different midfield that, than we've had in you know seasons gone by. Very different to the hard running athletic midfield that perhaps we had under uh, Stephen Kenny. But their ability on the ball, I think, is very well suited to European football. And I thought they were tremendous tonight. And Greg Sloggett's industry combined with those three really allowed us to dominate possession in the first half. And I think Levadia, once they went ahead, they didn't go for the jugular. They very much dropped back. And a lot of European sides do that. They'll try to win by one goal. They'll be content to take subsequent chances on the break. I think it really played into our hands because, you know, we got the goal at a great time. As you say, long speculative ball forward, chased down by Daniel Kelly's pace. He linked up with Lee, he centered it. Um, there's ball is cleared, nodded back in by Yurkovskis, and then there's a brilliant moment of composure. And I think that was really a watchword of the performance. Dundalk looked very composed. They never looked panicked. They never looked rushed. They went behind. They didn't change their game plan. They just focused on keeping possession, working the ball to create those opportunities. And I think uh, Greg Sloggett is absolutely ice cool. When like a less composed player might have been tempted to take a snapshot at goal. He simply side foots the ball into the path of McMillan, who shows tremendous strength to hold off the defender and slot it home. Absolutely brilliant time to get a goal just before halftime. Give the, give the team a totally different psychology going into the, to the second half. Uh, the, the second half did look a little bit attritional. You could see the toll of extra time in Limerick was probably beginning to tell. And Levadia came out at us a little bit more. But they didn't really create all that many clear-cut chances. They didn't really get in one-on-one. They resorted to a lot of long balls. And I think long before the final whistle, they were playing for extra time. Uh, they, they were like passing it around their own uh, defense, not being very adventurous, limiting their going forward to long-range balls frequently, which just went straight over the end line. So I think that played perfectly into us. And then we get this wonderful moment then when Abibi gets that injury time free kick, launches it down the channel. Zahibo pressures the the uh, Levadia midfielder who coughs up possession to McElhenney. Magnificent true ball to Patching and Patching does what he's been doing at Derry and what he's been doing since he came back to Dundalk. Clinical finish close to the keeper and you're in the lead in injury time. And thankfully, we managed to see out their late rally, see out that couple of corner kicks, and we're into the next round. But right across the board from David McMillan back to Andy Boyle at the back and the, the entire midfield, I thought it was a really high-quality team performance with some individuals being outstanding. But generally, I thought the composure, uh, our patience on the ball, the way in which we use the ball, we very seldom give it away. I thought it was, uh, you know, it was one of our better, more confident European displays. Well, there's a little bit of speculation about what uh, Sam Stanton's been paid, but to be honest, whatever he's been paid, I'm fine with it because he is absolutely turning in performances week in, week out at the moment. And I think the really surprising thing is, you know, we thought when Chris Shields left that that was really going to leave a hole, you know, in front of the back four. But Sam has stepped into that role, like his defensive work is outstanding. He's got that sort of really sort of rangy sort of running style um, where he's sort of, got a sort of deceptively long stride. 
uh, able to, you know, catch up with people, tackle, you know, sort of maneuver them off the ball, that kind of thing. And so, you know, he's really, I think, been given this sort of space in front of the back four to suddenly show like all of the attributes that he's got. And he is showing it like game in, game out at the moment. Like he's, I would say, the first name on the team sheet at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, you point you pointed out some re- really uh, uh, important forms. I, I would say, sorry, sorry, I forgot to mention, I thought Andy Boyle again was great. Cut out a load of things in the box. Um, really dealt with that stuff really professionally. Um, and in McElhaney, uh, Dan McDonald on uh, Twitter this evening pointing out that um, he, he, his, his phrase, the, the brains trust, were clever to uh, hold on to him for the rest of the season, not let him go, because he just got us 300,000 tonight. And we made the argument on this podcast a few weeks ago that we probably should have, uh, uh, you know, with the argument to hold on to Chris Shields for the end of the season and not get any money for him because of the contribution he could have made. Do you know what I mean? I think the McElhaney thing, if you know a player is going, hold on to them because McElhaney tonight almost single-handed well it was a great team performance but he contributed like vastly to tonight's results and was made up more money than Derry ever could have given us uh for his for his services now so i know obviously there's personal stuff but if you if you hold a player's contract and their signature you don't have to let them go okay and I don't know. I think tonight was the argument for holding on to your players, even if you know they're going to go, because they can still contribute. And as you said, McElhaney on the European stage, it just seems to bring the best out of him. And I think he was probably our man of the match, and there was some other really close contenders there. Um, but it was, you know, I said, not as pacey, but it was like the McElhaney of old. And uh, as Dan McDonald pointed out, you know, contributed significantly to, if we're going to talk numbers, uh, 300k in the bank. Yeah, um, a lot of people have come in on Twitter and they've made him their man of the match. Uh, Rory Gilson says the work rate was superb to a man. Man of the match was Fats. Honourable mentions to Boyle, Sloggett, Stanton and Leahy. Uh, superb composure from patching two. Get in there, lads. Paul Casey says man of the match was Patrick McElhenney tonight. Madeline Kenny says it's either uh, McElhenney or Sloggett for man of the match. And the fact that you're getting several names... Uh, being suggested for possibilities for man of the match probably does indicate just uh, you know what a good team performance it was and how far we've come in the last eight games. I mean, this to see this team play this way and get this sort of result when only a couple of months ago we were coughing up easy goals to Longford and not being able to beat like teams like them and Finn Harps, it does speak volumes for what Vinnie Perrett has done since he's come back and galvanised his squad. Yeah, I don't think we're going out and beating anybody by, you know, three or four goals. Uh, we, we don't have that many comfortable wins at the moment, but we just seem to be, you know, grinding out all of the results that you would expect from a team with, you know, this much talent in it. And I think that really is testament to the the job that Vinnie has done when he's come back in. Like the, the inconsistency that we saw before, where you really weren't sure whether it was going to be the Jekyll or Hyde Dundalk that was going to turn up. Uh, all of a sudden, we're starting to see, like I said, no spectacular performances, but just, you know, a grinding of, you know, result after result. Um, and I think that's, like I said, that's testament to, to Vinny and the rest of the team. I think you have to have to give credit to Vinny. Um, one thing, you used the word composure tonight. So tonight was a really composed performance. Pre-Vinny, this season, if you listen to our podcasts, we kept going on about lack of cohesion. And um, do you remember week in, week out, we would say just 
the team looked all over the place positionally. No one seemed to know where anyone else would be. That's the kind of thing tonight that was completely gone. Players knew where other players would be. We saw that in that kind of triangle with Stanton, McElhaney and Patching. We saw it, you know, in balls being passed out to Kelly and then Kelly passing balls in. Players knew where players were going to be. That was not there before Vinny's return. So, yeah, Martin's right. We aren't dominating teams. We've got a whole way to go. Uh, it's still going to be a slog of a season. Um, but you can see the change. I mean, that, that, it, it, it's undeniable the, the effect the manager has had. Because he has got, we kept saying, I keep remembering back to conversations we had on this podcast where we were frustrated because we could see the talent on the pitch. We would say some nights that the most frustrating thing was that the talent was out there. They were not connecting with each other. Vinny has connected those pieces in the puzzle together, I think. Or got them playing with confidence, got them playing, um, you know, as a team. And, um, what we wanted all season is finally happening because it's unlocking the talent we knew was there. And actually, I, we, we've admitted this as well, probably unlock, unlocking talent we didn't know was there because we've been critical of some players and they've gone above and beyond what we expected. I mean, not only players like Stanton and Patching, but then I think like Dara Leahy, uh, who, you know, looks like a new man and stuff like that. I think, you know, the likes of Bate Borisov and people like that in Belarus, are no longer getting results like I think Bate went out tonight. Um, and you look at the likes of, you know, Lauren beating Aarhus. Uh, I think there was a couple of other like surprising results. I think Austria-Vienna went out to, uh, you know, a, another minnow from somewhere in Eastern Europe. And a lot of leagues that I think traditionally have, you know, enjoyed uh, the privilege of group stage European football, you know, almost uh, on a sort of an annual basis are suddenly struggling with like a lot of you know fairly ambitious clubs like around the the rest of the the continent and i think you know you look at ourselves beating um Levadia tonight you look at bohemians probably going to go through against doodle launch and you know you i think lauren as well uh and um linfield both went through tonight as well like there does seem to be a little bit of a shift just underway where some of the lesser leagues are starting to be a little bit more competitive. Some of the traditionally bigger leagues are starting to look a little bit less competitive. Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, a lot of the, the things that we would have taken for granted in the past few years are maybe, you know, not quite so true anymore. Well, we can only hope that, you know, that convergence of leagues, uh, we get more evidence of it on Thursday night when we when we face our Dutch opponents. Uh, but it's been a tremendous night for Dundalk FC, a heroic, really memorable team performance against a game which many might have suspected had perhaps slipped away from us in the first leg when we failed to get a victory uh, in, our, in our home tie. But we managed to do that rare thing for an Irish side, which we have done occasionally in the past, which is uh, getting a way win and uh, save us the agony of extra time and penalty shootout. Um, and, and make progress to the next round. And that's what we've got to look forward to on Thursday night. Until then, thank you very much, Martin Mullen and Rory Murphy. And thanks very much for you guys for listening. And we'll be back on Thursday night. Oh, 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 oh,